0: Hey, everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the Netflix series The Politician. Bonnie Tatey, will you enter and sign in, please?
1: Well, you just gave away my name.
0: Well, you can't sign in on uh, po- podcast either, so That's it's a good true. thing I told people.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, that is true. Now, yes. I do have two questions for you, as I said, but first I would like to know, as you what said. was your favorite part of trick-or-treating this weekend <laughs> with the children?
0: Um, I'll tell you about trick-or-treating. Yeah, we went to a... Halloween sing along at the Old Town School of Folk Music uh, on the in Lincoln Square in Chicago. Beautiful place. I don't think you've been there with us, have you, Mom?
1: Is that where uh, Wiggle Worms is?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I have been, but this was in the auditorium, and so there was a little. Well, co-
1: I have not been in the auditorium.
0: <laughs> there was. Are little... there
1: many Halloween songs?
0: Well, they take um, other songs and put spooky lyrics to them, and uh, it's it's fun. And a lot of them are like pop or rock songs, so the adults have something okay. to enjoy as well. And then there's trick-or-treating in Lincoln Square, which is this quaint little um, neighborhood uh, business district. And <laughs> here's my thing with the trick-or-treating in the businesses of Lincoln Square. Some people Put someone outside with a bowl of candy, and yeah. you, uh, every, the kids come up, they take just one, take just one, and they do, and they put it in their bag, and we move on. Some businesses yeah. make you come inside the one Something. door that's maybe held open or not, and then there's inside another door. Here was what made me angry, mom. We did that. We went inside these two glass doors, and then inside this other, like, heavy glass door to get into this eyeglass shop. <laughs> that had a bowl of jolly ranchers with a sign that said, Take one. We did. <laughs> now, picture like a hundred kids in bulky, ill fitting costumes yeah. trying to navigate this. And that's like, but you got to do, you know, you got to do each one. Um,
1: right. You can't skip. Right. You can't
0: skip. So, although we did try to pull a fast one uh, once or twice. I'm not going in there for a Jolly Rancher. Just either don't participate or put someone outside, but don't make me go through all that stress for a Jolly Rancher. For a Jolly Rancher, I'm just going to throw out, you know?
1: Right, right. You're not going to... Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) He's not going to want to... really,
1: what a crappy thing to give out. Isn't it? (laughs) You know, we use them here in New Hampshire as, as rodent killers, so...
0: Oh, God, yeah, that's right. This has come up before, hasn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. The infamous Jolly Rancher, yes. Oh, my God, yes.
0: What is it? What do you go with it? Moles. Moles.
1: Oh. <laughs> Jesus. So, you know, they might as well be giving out little packets of antifreeze. I mean, what, Good what God. kind of chintzy thing is that
0: uh, yeah well that's all i can think about is someone's going to choke on it i don't think of a mole choking on it although now i guess i recall um oh wow
1: man what did jeans give out
0: i don't remember it all blurred together at a certain point oh okay
1: <laughs> i just hope they didn't give out uncooked sausages
0: <laughs> that's yeah, what well, i pictured. no they didn't give away any any um sausage
1: and the kids thought it was a hoot right
0: yeah they did they loved it um of course now every meal is can i have a treat can i have a piece of candy which
1: well if you're smart and i know you're not but if you're smart you'll say on on halloween night now this is the night we stay home and give out candy
0: no no they are looking forward to trick or treating. Something fierce. Oh man, I, it's just like almost every day. One of them says to me something along the lines of, "You know, Daddy, Halloween is coming."
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I I think it's a lot of fun, and I was there last year for it, and thought it was just wonderful. So I know, I know it is fun.
0: You know, who's going to be here this year? Is uh, Anna's mother, Gretchen.
1: Oh. Well, she's in for a treat because some of those costumes are pretty spectacular.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Grandmother of the Year Award to...
1: Oh, that... Oh, (laughs) no. No, that is not fair. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Um, You have plenty of time left in 2019 to make it come from behind. Uh, so hey, you said I'm you the had... one that
1: comes and helps when Anna is away sometimes, so...
0: Hey, you're the best. You know that. Uh, Gretchen, don't listen to this part. Mom, you're the best, obviously. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> you said you had two questions for me.
1: I do have two questions for you. Uh, I don't know which one to ask first, but I guess I'll lead with my my sports thing, because I think you'll okay. you'll make short work of that, but... <laughs> Um, at the end of this week's Patriots game, Odell Beckham from um, the team they played mm-hmm. presented Tom Brady with some special cleats.
0: Mm-hmm. It goat hair cleats, if I recall, right?
1: Yeah. But as his teammate, did did you hear that S?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm not because I, I had a tooth pulled yesterday, so I'm not sure that I sound perfectly clear.
0: You're coming but through loud his, and clear. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, as one of his teammates i I don't think I would have cared for that.
0: oh, I see, I see,
1: um you know, making a spectacle on the field and making this this gesture it was it was too showy and He's on my team, you know, you're on my team. What are you doing?
0: Was it showy? Did he do it d- during the course of play? That would be pretty showy, but I didn't notice well, that. Well,
1: he did it after, after the game, after the game after you the know, game. he's, yeah.
0: That doesn't seem terribly showy to me.
1: <sighs> so you wouldn't mind your teammate doing that?
0: Oh, so you're saying uh, if you were a teammate of his on the Browns, if you were yes. an Odell Beckham. Um, Correct. Who knows? I mean, I don't really, I don't think so, I guess is what I'll say, because uh, there is a kind of spirit after the end of the game um, that you're all just football players once the clock hits zero. And I guess, you know, it's recognized that these two are both big stars in the league. I mean, is it a little bit? Yes. Is it a little bit showy? Of course it is. It's a bit much, but he's a wide receiver, and that's that's kind of part of the culture is that wide receivers are like that. And I'm I've wondered why that is, why it's inherent to that position. Um I think it's inherent to the fact that the position needs attention to even matter. Like the quarterback has to pay attention to you, so there's some sort of need for attention at that position. Anyway, that seems to be ingrained in the culture, and I just don't think it would be seen as a big deal. Was that an overlong explanation of it?
1: No, because because I just don't see it that way, so I'm interested to hear what you yeah. think about that, because I, I would be pissed at him if I was his teammate, especially since we just lost to the Patriots.
0: Yeah. Well, someone has to lose. So if you had planned to give him... a it was a pair of cleats, right? Oh, yeah, the goat hair cleats. Yeah. Um, if you were going to give them a pair of goat hair cleats after the game, I mean, one of the teams had to lose. So if that, it would be awkward either way, I guess. So I just I don't, don't think, think
1: I th- would mind it if we won. Oh, yeah, well, all right. So we both see that differently. Yeah. All right. Here's my other question. Now think about this, okay? I've got my hair cut last week. My hairdresser is a woman. The other hairdresser in this place is a fella. His customer comes in. They're chit chatting, and I won't even go into it. But you know, they're just they're just dink brains. Well, oh the Patriots shouldn't have shouldn't have won those games, and oh uh, railroad, did you see this movie from 20 years ago? Uh, they're just irritating. So anyway, in the middle of cutting this guy's hair. The hairdresser puts his scissors down and goes into the bathroom. That is just, you know, it's a very small little place. And he goes in, and you can hear he tinkles, and he flushes, and then he's right back out. And you know oh. he, he did not wash his hands.
0: Mm, okay. How do you feel about that? I don't feel very good about it. Would you say anything
1: or would you not come back? What would you do?
0: Oh, it would be so awkward. I know. Oh, wow. This is a great one. Um, (sighs) I...
1: (laughs) Now, you know, let's face it. He didn't go in and wee-wee all over his hands, but he touched his... Yeah. ...private.
0: That's, yeah, that's just a stew down there that I want, I don't want any part of.
1: Right. Oh. And now he's running his hands through your hair.
0: Oh, it's bad. It's bad. I want to say that I would say, hey, you wash your hands, right? But, A, what if he then says yes?
1: Uh, right. Now you're up, shit's creep. <laughs> Literally, Right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. it's
0: funny. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: oh, wow, this is a tough one, huh? It's,
0: it's it's just so gross. I mean, all I could think about is I would go right home and wash my hair, but it's right. so gross. I think.
1: Could you? Could you ever go back? No. Yeah, I don't think I could either.
0: <laughs> no, that is a deal breaker.
1: Okay. Oh, I was kind of stunned because I—he has to know we can hear him. He has to know that, and
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw him go in the bathroom,
1: and it's right next to. I mean, it's probably six feet, seven feet from <sighs> where we're cutting hair.
0: Are you gonna? Are you gonna go back to your hairdresser? Because... Well, I've
1: seen my hairdresser use the bathroom. I, I've seen her go in, and I heard her wash her hands.
0: <sighs> okay, because the whole operation is suspect now, though.
1: Well, that's a good—that's a good thought. But she's she's very clean. She's she is very clean. And I've you know I've gone to her for what twenty-five years or something. Wow. But uh, when he did that, I just thought, you know, I wonder. I wonder what, you know, like a fellow that gets his hair cut by a, another fellow, what what does he think about that? So, now I know.
0: Yeah, um, I think just as a human being, I don't want someone's poop in my hair. Ugh.
1: Well, he just weed. He didn't poop, you know.
0: There's all, it's all just mixes together down there.
1: Well, my God, then somebody needs directions on how to <laughs> take care of what goes on down there. Just,
0: it's true. Ugh. Um,
1: And for those of you eating breakfast, so sorry.
0: Would you be comfortable saying to your hairdresser, since you have such a long relationship with her, would you be comfortable mentioning it to her so that she could mention it to him, be like, hey, the customers don't really cotton to that?
1: No, because he's been in the business...
0: Oh, of course. You
1: know, just as long as her, and he actually... um, just rents his yeah his space from her, so she has no she she I've said things about him in the past, you know in passing, and she just rolls her eyes, oh you know she says, oh him and so I don't think they have much of a relationship.
0: Oh, I see yeah it's
1: sort of like you run your your wash basin and I'll run mine or,
0: or don't as the case may be.
1: Or don't. It's just. It's. It just struck me. Um. It just struck me. It just struck me. So.
0: Oof, it struck me too. Hey. Yeah, a... <laughs> I've got oh. a. I've got a listener question. Last week, I think I told the story of. Um. My. Uh, classmate at my piano recital, um, playing a Mozart sonata sonata while wearing a, a loud puffy jacket. Oh
1: yeah yeah.
0: Russell Russell. Um, it was the Russell Sonata, I think. Um, so I yeah. did it on purpose. Um, this uh, listener uh, who goes by the name of Natural Ice on Twitter asked me which Sonata I played, asked me which Haydn Sonata I played. And if you don't mind, Mom, could I uh, share it? Sure. Uh, it is the Sonata in C major, Hoboken number 1648. So you got that Hoboken number there, Mom?
1: Klondike <laughs> five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So here's just a okay. little a uh, little piece of it. If you will indulge me. There you have it.
1: Beautiful. Well, that's quite beautiful. I hope everybody uh can appreciate all the hard work you put into
0: that. Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm so proud of. There's a lot of work that went into that, and uh you know, I just keep working and I'm enjoying it. Before we get to the review, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you about last week's review. What? If if I may. <laughs> Last week, now I realized this when I went back and listened you know to edit the the episode i when I asked you what you thought of modern love, you sounded pretty upbeat about it, and you gave it a d plus um so I think you can understand how I was a little confused, and when I listened it back, I was like, "Yeah, you sounded like you were really into it at first, so I just wanted to make sure. I came on pretty strong. I didn't care for it. I don't apologize for not liking it. Of course, you always tell me quite rightly to, quote-unquote, bring it. (laughs) But um, I want to make sure I let you—you spoke very eloquently about the show, and I want to make sure I didn't sort of push you in a a direction. If you were into it, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. Well, I was not really into it, but I sometimes try to come into this like— Yay! Because I feel like I feel like I don't like anything. <laughs> so sometimes I try to come in and see if I can turn it a little bit, uh, but usually I can't.
0: Okay, you give it every you chance. Know.
1: Well, you know, I, I, maybe maybe there's people that love it, and I'm you know, once I get talking about it, maybe something something new will occur, but usually, you know, it's just, you know.
0: I do know. I do know. Yes. So, Especially uh, in this case.
1: you know, I hate to be a, 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 a Debbie Downer, but that's what I feel like I, I am. I just want something. I want something that I can sink my teeth into that's Entertaining, yeah. that's clever, that's fun. You know, why can't we have more stuff like um, Fargo? It's the same story, so uh, oh, yeah. more. You know, more or less over and over. It's intriguing. It's interesting. It's it's quirky. It's catch this turn of a phrase and how it relates yes. to you know it makes you yes. think.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more.
1: You know, stuff like that. Why can't we have more TV like that? This. Thing we're gonna review today. Shall we start?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Excellent segue, Mom. This week, Mom and I are talking about the politician. Santa Barbara prep schooler Peyton Hobart has spent his life studying the presidents, or at least all the presidents since Ronald Reagan, the man who Peyton believes started the modern presidency. The next step on Peyton's own inexorable quest to the Oval Office is to become the leader of the St. Sebastian High School student body. But the campaign is coming apart, and Peyton with it. Glee and American Horror Story showrunner Ryan Murphy is the creative lead on The Politician. Ben Platt stars as Peyton, with Zoe Deutsch as his apparently cancer-stricken running mate, plus Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Lang, and so many other actors are in this. There's just actors everywhere. Here's a clip.
1: People lie, numbers don't. Rivers ahead of you 10 points post-debate. And if you dig down into the tabs of the polls, he's leading you in looks, charisma, and most importantly, authenticity. He's basically crushing you in that department, especially after that masterclass he put on during the debate. Girls love when a guy who looks like that cries, not
0: blubbery at all, more of a silent, sexy cry. Oh, okay, fine. Well, why don't all of you just go and vote for him, then? Our loyalty is with you, Peyton. This is a plane. We're all headed to the same place. You're the pilot. James and I are your navigators. Neither
1: one of us knows how to fly like you can. We need you to get us to the White House, but we wouldn't be doing our job if we weren't
0: being honest with you. If we don't tell it like it is, we'll all crash. Okay, what's my next move? We need to get you a running mate that softens you up. The Politician is now available to stream on Netflix. It's not just for DVDs anymore. Mom, did The Politician live up to its promise?
1: Well, given the political scene that we have today, I would have to say uh, yes. (laughs) I, I hated just about every minute of it.
0: You did? Okay. Tell us why.
1: Well, here's a story, coming of age, high school, very interesting. I'm hooked. I'm ready. I'm okay. all in.
0: You're hooked. Oh, there you have it. There's the pull quote no, no. that they're going to put on TV. I'm hooked. Yeah, I Bonnie know. Tatey.
1: I know. I've been caught in that web before. <laughs> um, but I, I was very dismayed very quickly hmm. at how unimaginative the writing was Hmm. and here you have some talent these people can obviously act they have some chops and it's here's a little deception for you and then wait oh here's a little more and wait I think you still have room in your bag so let me just cram in this ugly deception over here and you know now you'll be on your way and at the end of it, I felt like, ugh, I just want to go take a shower. I just thought it was very, a, a real mischance for a lot of people.
0: Uh, well, I liked it.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> what does that mean?
1: Uh, well, let's talk and we'll find out what that means.
0: Okay. Well, I sympathize with Peyton a little bit. Not. Ugh. Not as a person who... Uh, not
1: as a person.
0: <laughs> not as a person who calibrates himself to um, <laughs> this, like, image of a of a president and who's always calibrating himself to what everybody else wants him to be. Um,
1: but don't you think that describes most teenagers? Well... If you're, you know, if either you're calibrating what your parents want or you're peer's want or your teacher's want. I mean, it's a real it's a real process that that goes on.
0: I think more specifically Peyton has it calibrates himself not to offend and that is um, his basic artificiality and that's why he's 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 lost himself, and he has this uh, boy who—this uh, young man, I guess I should say—who um, comes to tutor him, uh, uh, Mandarin Chinese, and they kiss, they they fall in love, they have this secret affair, and uh, something does happen to uh, split them up, and he's— he's adrift because now he just feels like nobody knows him. And he's chosen this path where nobody can know him because he's the media president as he, um, imagines himself. I'm, so I'm going to, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't say how I related to him. What I related to was his need to do everything perfectly and his path that he had in mind and all of the, the need to preserve this singular path. He even says, I am on a singular path, and that I sympathize with because that's how I looked at my life when I was his age and in college and maybe a little bit beyond is, I mean, this is a story I've told before, but I signed my, when I was a little kid, I signed birthday cards, John Tate, future game show host, and it was just like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be uh, on screen. I'm going to be a host. Like I was, I had it all lined up. Maybe not game show host all my life, but TV guy was who I was going to be. And um, in a funny way, I ended up accomplishing that, right? I had a TV show, um, but not by following that path, only by as an adult looking around the world and saying i have to make my own path and i have to enjoy myself along the way or i'm not going to see it through and that's right. the lesson he hasn't learned yet and it's he's pretty deep he in it he can't
1: learn it at this point he can't
0: no so i i feel that and i'm sorry to go on so long this is your uh, right. review but that's why and i don't disagree with what you say You know, so much of what we see on these streaming services, Mom, to me feels like a a first draft. And Ryan Murphy and his collaborators, I think, are very talented television writers, not on the level of like Noel Hawley and a Fargo, but pretty high up there. But I just think that to me it feels like a process that moves too fast and there's not those... um, iterations that maybe a slower rolling traditional um, Mm -hmm. cable show would have. There's so much content coming out. It must be an accelerated creative schedule. That's what this felt like to me. Good, but not crackling, right?
1: No, not good at all. Not good at all. Because when all was said and done, even after the first episode, who were you supposed to Uh, who was supposed to be the pearl in the oyster Yeah. who nobody came out of that smelling good. They're all conniving. They're all scheming. They're all manipulating. So who are you supposed to clutch to your breast and say, this is my character. This is my hero. There are no heroes. You know, it's all, Peyton breaks up with his girlfriend because that makes him look a certain way. And then he hooks up with this girl that supposedly has cancer and she and her grandmother know how to run the system. And so they're despicable. Um, you, You know, who are you supposed to, there needs to be some contrast. I want, I want, I need a contrast to to even know who to really dislike because I just dislike everyone.
0: Yeah. I mean to answer your question, I think that you're supposed to root for Peyton to a degree, but he also is something of a school-age anti-hero. So
1: And I get that.
0: So yeah, if you're looking for someone to uh hug to your breast as you said, I don't think there's I don't think there's anyone like that here. I think you're supposed to enjoy the intricate plotting of the of the various connivers and manipulators. And I do think that these characters I guess this is where I depart from you. I do think these characters are rendered with humanity. I think Ben Platt is actually quite excellent. Um and I think that his um His performances, especially in those stage monologues, um, and he's also quite a singer to boot, um, but the way he uses his face, uh, he just strikes me as a really talented actor and got something out of those scenes that maybe wasn't on the page. I think there are performances that do add a a complimentary touch of humanity in the person of Gwyneth Paltrow or Jessica Lange. Uh, Yeah, I do. I think Gwyneth is really good, and she's not my f- favorite snake oil salesman in the world, but she's she's a good actor. She
1: Well, I, I will definitely, I'll give you that. But again, you know, if everybody's everybody's despicable, what is the fun?
0: You find Gwyneth Paltrow despicable, too.
1: Well, you know, she makes me a little nauseous, just, you know... Regularly,
0: yeah, I, I understand that.
1: But this this character is so is so vapid and ethereal that you know that's just not very alluring to me.
0: She is. I think she's a um a she's a first draft concept of a tragic figure, right? She's just yeah. She's nothing but that sad face, but she makes that sad face pretty well. That's that's where I am on this. And All right. um, does this show rem- remind you of any, like, movie directors in particular? No. No. <laughs> going to take that as a no. No. Well, it, to me, this show owes a huge debt to Wes Anderson and seems to be quite consciously aping his style um, and does that ring a bell for you? Rushmore, the Royal Tenenbaums, does it look like... Yeah, right? It looks and feels, even the casting, Bob Balaban, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Um, definitely. I think it's quite knowingly borrowing from Wes Anderson, and you know, is it borrowing or is it homage? To me, the line is always, well, do you add something to it with your love and appreciation of this? Right. Just your relationship with this thing Your paying homage to, it's right on the line for no, me.
1: No, the answer is no. Well. No.
0: It's fun to watch.
1: It's not fun to watch. It's, 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 it's fun to look at. It's well done. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that. But then, again, when um, Peyton gets up on stage at a certain point that we're not addressing and sings, all I could think of is what the hell is this show where to me, this is, this is what the show is like. Okay. It's like walk a group of people walking into an audience and then scooting across one aisle um, and then getting to a seat and then scooting back in another direction. And nobody ever sits down. It's just all this movement, but nobody sits down.
0: Wow. Um, great image.
1: I thought there was going to be a relationship for Peyton, and I thought that was going to be the tension. Yeah. And, but nope, that's not it. I don't even really know what this premise is, except a bunch of conniving, sneaky people. Maybe if they had Halloween costumes on it would be more interesting.
0: <laughs> like The Masked Singer but for a Ryan Murphy yeah. Netflix uh, dramedy. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think you have to accept it as a as a colorful farce. These are these are high schoolers who act like high-powered campaign operatives. So there's an element of fantasy to it, but it just didn't have the the human anchor that you were looking for and i respect that
1: yeah yeah i want somebody that i can that i can depend on that sees the insanity of this and is is looking at it with me everybody's everybody's a player there's there's just nobody to to watch with <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's a that's a great point. And I think this is a type of show where that person is the um, sort of unseen director. And I'll give you an example. And maybe this is going to be too esoteric, but I just um, want to talk about Wes Anderson. I'm not just talking about the font that they use, although it is um, Futura, a font that Wes Anderson has used a lot. and it's not just everything being centered in the frame. There's a lot of that, and that's a very Wes Anderson style as well. But when Bob Balaban is running up the stairs of his home um, and just going up and up and circling around and around, you have a camera mounted on basically a, a swivel that is panning 90 degrees and then just stopping in the perfect spot as he runs oh. around these this railing. Do you remember the shot I'm talking about, Mom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now that you could pick out a couple, maybe even more than a couple of Wes Anderson sequences that go just like that with just that smooth, precise movement. And what it does is because the motion is so fussy and silly, there's this. Um, implied viewer telling you that this is all sort of a, a comedy. He's running up the stairs to throw himself out the top story window, right. but the off way... Off the
1: perfect table,
0: yeah. Off the perfect table, that's right, that's been placed just so. Um, it's That's the uh, director, the creative team, uh, making their presence felt, and they're the person that you're looking for. It's not someone in the in the cast. The cast is all cynics, but it's there. That's where some of the humanity and some of the whimsy comes from, just in the way it's put together on the screen. That's my answer to that. But, um, you know, it's not it's not for everyone. And it's not the best. Here's where I'm, I'm with you. So many of these shows are just like you said, they look good. They're it's well made. I think you said, and they're just yeah. well made. The machine is well oiled, right? And the pieces are talented. But I just come back to I. There's not stuff isn't being given time to gel or to be rejected a couple times yeah. and then come yeah. back all the stronger for it.
1: I think that's really um, an excellent point, and and I will uh, think about that when we hang up. But I I do. I get that that they're it's too fast, you know, the jello isn't ready yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But but there's no hope that it is going to gel, I
0: don't think. In this case. Yeah. Well, um I'm happy with the level of of gel that it has, but I'm not ecstatic okay. and um anything else you hated about it?
1: Um, you know, I thought we were going to like uh Zoe Deutsch's character, Infinity. I thought we were gonna like her, but now it turns out she might be just you know, part of the scam with her grandmother and um
0: How much did again, you watch?
1: Just, um I watched one and a half episodes.
0: One and a half, okay. I watched two and a half. So Oh. Yeah.
1: So you really did like this. I
0: only stopped because we had to record the podcast and
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. yeah. It sucks me right in. You know, actually, now that I I think about it, it really does uh, draw me in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I guess that's the best endorsement I can give it. Um, So I guess I did like it pretty well, even though I think mom has great points. Uh, All that said, what is your grade, mom, for the politician?
1: Well, because I thought it was so prettily done, I'm going to give it a C.
0: A C? Wow. You know, Modern Love is listening right now, and they're like, what? Modern Love just cannot believe it.
1: Well,
0: believe it,
1: Modern Love. Believe it. Okay. Uh, A C. Hmm. What's
0: a C? How's that? It's still loaded in there, too, from our theme song quiz. So if it gets a C, it's... uh, the theme song of courtship of Eddie Father Eddie's father. Unless I forget and take that out of there. All right. Do you have a recommendation for us, Mom?
1: I do. I have a novel. called The Stationary Shop mm. by Marjan Kamali. And it is about it is in the set in the political turmoil of nineteen fifties Tehran. And how a stationery shop is the center of uh, blooming love and um, information that is passed here and there. And it's a very interesting look at life as it was then, as it uh, applies to marriage and politics. And just, it was really, really well done.
0: Wow, okay. So that's The World's Greatest Stationery Shop by Marjan Kamali. Is that what it Not was?
1: the name of it.
0: The Magical Stationery Shop.
1: <laughs> oh. I would go there. I love a stationery store, but you can't find them anymore.
0: Oh. Is that so? Isn't there one up in New London?
1: A stationery
0: store? Seems like the type of thing no. London would have.
1: Nothing. No, no. New London is the cheapest. Don't let me
0: say it. New London is the bustling metropolis that's the next town over from where I grew up, where Mom lives, and it's called New London because um, people they started this like you know an inn and a library, um, and they were like, "What? This place is like London already. But let's call it New <laughs> London." We'll definitely live there's no river nearby and there's you know there's no population <laughs> center really, but this other than that, it is new London and I think it lives up to it, doesn't it, Mom? <laughs> no. There's a drugstore.
1: Yeah. Um four hundred real estate places.
0: <laughs> That's there's there's a real estate office on every corner, lawyers, um, insurance. Lawyers.
1: Coffee shops.
0: Coffee shops, yeah. Co- failing coffee shops that will be replaced by another, basically another equivalent coffee shop in coffee. a
1: week. Coffee <laughs> shop. Stay
0: tuned. The, the names change, but the ideas never do.
1: Right, right, that's right. That's right. Well, I go with it? something new when, when you know, these people made it work for two weeks. Why can't we? <laughs> that's
0: a- that's right. If they could do it for a little while, then then we can also do a combination flower and balloon mug shop.
1: There
0: you go. So that's a little tour of New London, New Hampshire. There you go. Visit it sometime. Um, there's a main drag with all the stuff Mom and I have been talking about. And then you turn the corner and there's a supermarket. So pretty good.
1: And, and banks. There's like four
0: banks <laughs> up there now. What a boring town. God. Really? Oh, well, there was an ice cream. Really? Shop. You can get ice cream. That's true. Um, where are we? Oh, I got so lost in New London. Mom recommends oh uh, we're all done. That's it. Yeah. Mom hated the politician. Pay the
1: politician.
0: <laughs> That's all for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Oh, but, um, oh, I don't have my notes. What should we talk about, Mom? You got any ideas? Oh, I have
1: this. I got this. Okay. Something interesting.
0: Oh, Mom saves the day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. I love you, too.